0: Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Charlie Bird.
1: And I'm Ben Shalati. Each episode, we discuss a question that we commonly get asked as LGBTQ Latter-day Saints.
0: We are not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives.
1: Today's question is, what do I do if I have a crush on my roommate?
0: Ben and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many opinions and life experiences. For example, we both had a crush on the same guy at one point.
1: (laughs) However, there are some pretty big differences. For example, he liked Charlie, but he didn't like me.
0: <laughs> ben, why do you do this to me? <laughs> I think self-deprecating humor is fun. At my expense, always. Um, <laughs> alas, it is true. And uh, I felt really awkward about it.
1: <laughs> it was fine. Also, it was odd because we don't usually like the same kinds of people. Never. We have different types. We have
0: very different types.
1: So, so when it all happened, I was like, oh, that's surprising. But I was okay with it.
0: I was also surprised. It didn't work out for anyone, though. No, no one
1: got any love.
0: Well, we would like to provide a variety of voices and perspectives, so today we're joined by Zach Ibarra. Hi. We're happy to have you. Tell
2: us about yourself. I'm a student at BYU studying interdisciplinary
1: humanities. What does that mean? It's like all the different kinds of humanities. Like art and music and literature.
2: And politics and how those things tied together to create the cultural movements of whatever time you're studying. Oh, fun. It is fun. We... Sit in semi circles a lot and talk about books, so it's a really good time. Sounds like a
1: thrilling minute. I've been out
2: for five years now. Actually, I'm a convert and I'm Mexican, so I think I've ticked a lot of boxes for your podcast and for this university.
1: <laughs> cool. And how do you pronounce your last name, Zach? So
2: this is such a point of contention in my family.
1: Is it really? When I was, did I say it wrong? No,
2: I don't. So when I was growing up. Me and my nuclear family always said Ibera, And then as soon as I got to BYU, with I'm from Ohio, from a very, very white town. And then as soon as I got to BYU, everyone, all these RMs started saying Ibarra. And I was like, well, that's not how I say my name. And they're like, well, I served in blah, blah, blah. And it would be pronounced Ibarra. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that might be true. But in perrysburg ohio that is not (laughs) what we said and now i don't totally know what my last name pronunciation should be
1: see i was one of those rms and i apologize for correcting you on how you pronounced your last name because my last name actually has an arabic origin and i don't even know how to pronounce it in arabic and if someone's like it's not shaladi it's however you would say my last name in non-anglicized arabic then i would probably be annoyed
2: (laughs) far back in your history you've had some arabs in your line
1: yes my my great-grandparents were from lebanon oh cool what yeah you can see my nose i have a lebanese nose well today we're
0: talking about crushes what to do when you have a crush and specifically the question we got was what to do if you have a crush on a roommate but i think we're probably just going to talk about crushes in general as well and to prepare for it i just want everyone to know that we did listen to crush by david (laughs) Archuleta. it
1: was a wonderful warm-up
0: exercise (laughs) so we are ready to go
1: charlie sang and danced
0: i remember the first time i came out with a crush I was really nervous. So the first person I ever came out to was my cousin, Rachel. A couple of weeks later, she was visiting again. And I had never told anybody that I had a crush on this guy. And I, I was like, I have to tell her. And I just was like feeling it. And it was basically like the entire feeling of coming out over again. I was so nervous to tell her. I didn't know what she was going to do or think or say. And it took me like 30 minutes to actually get it out because she knew this person as well. And uh, I, after I told her, she was like, that's it that is it i'm like yes it's a big deal and she's like three weeks ago you told me you're gay and now you think i'm gonna be shocked when you say you have a crush on a guy what do you think being gay is and i was like okay you make a pretty good point there but <laughs> it does
2: feel scary to admit you're like not only do i like guys i actually do like specific ones sometimes
0: exactly
1: yeah yeah i remember the first time i one of my friends called me and i was having a tough day and she asked me how i was doing i was like Ugh things are hard i have a crush on someone and she said what's her name i said well his name is it was like the first time i ever like said i have a crush on this specific boy and that was kind of that was scary
0: taking it from like in general to a to a single person Mm -hmm. is much harder to admit i'm not sure why
2: i think it admits you know people it makes it real people outside and people that are not in the lgbt community who have this religious framework are scared that will do any number of things and so the second that you're like oh i like this boy they're like are you leaving the church for him and it's Mm -hmm. like well what's interesting is he hasn't even followed me back on instagram so no (laughs) that's heartbreaking (laughs) oh that doesn't happen to me i was just using examples Okay, (laughs) actually (laughs) charlie i had followed you on instagram a couple years ago and you did not follow me back (laughs) no it's when we didn't actually know each other but i'm just gonna
0: get put on blast all the time in this episode
2: (laughs) i knew a bunch of your friends and i was like well, you were not out, but anyway, I didn't get the follow back. I I I do now. So, <laughs> <know> you do. <laughs> so in preparation for this, I went through my, some of my roommates and I had a, <laughs> like which one of these <laughs> did I like? <laughs> so, um, my sophomore year at BYU, I lived at the Village. For anyone not familiar with Provo housing, the Village is they call it the Tool Shed. It's bougie. It's a little bougie, but it's also full of just like guys who like the summer sales, bro business major and so I had a crush on one of my roommates who was that exact thing he worked out all the time he was a business major he was an entrepreneur of what I don't really know his dad was a millionaire he probably didn't know either (laughs) no I'm sure he didn't and um like I was trying to prepare and think of if there was anything crazy that came of it but the answer is no because crushes are fun and pretty harmless usually and so I had a crush on Smitty I thought he was cute and I have no idea what he's up to today because that was several years ago and he was straight and it just didn't matter you know we don't need to catastrophize having a crush on someone crushes are cute and they're fun they just kind of happen
1: I, I remember like it was at the time I, I was coming out so I was still like working through a lot of like internal feelings and so liking him wasn't a thing that was okay like that was bad I want to get rid of those feelings and I was just worried that he would get married and then leave me behind and then I would not have this friend anymore Mm -hmm. so i set him up with one of my best girlfriends so they would get married and then i could like always have them in my life did it work it did not work
2: oh yeah that's like so precious
1: i know i know
2: but when you're in the midst of it those feelings are so overwhelming it's Mm -hmm. like i can think of nothing else but this i mean depending on there's different levels of having a crush on someone right i had a baby crush on smitty we were not compatible in any way he was just my cute roommate i lived with but then sometimes you have a crush on someone and you're like, where would we get married? Like, what would my life look like with this person? Like, there's just different levels of crushes that we could acknowledge.
0: Crushes happen naturally and they're nothing to be ashamed of. So I talk to a lot of people who like feel terrible that they have a crush on the roommate. Even more so when they're straight sometimes because they're like, he wouldn't even like me. And like, I feel like weird and gross because like I have a crush on him. But like, it's fine. Like you're going to be okay. That's, the, that's normal and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I talk about this guy that you that liked both of us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so this actually was recent history. This was just a couple of years ago. I liked this guy right away when we met. We were in the same ward. And we became fast friends and we were like hanging out at my house on the back porch one night. And we both knew that we were gay and it was all cool and whatnot. Uh, and then he was just like, asked me a really general question. Like, you know, what do you do when you have a crush on someone and you can't date them? And I gave some like general response. And, but a piece of advice I often give people, they're like, I like so and so. And I'm like, You're an adult. If you like someone, tell them. Like, (laughs) as adults, we don't hide our feelings. So he's like, You know, what would you do if you had a crush? Like, this hypothetical. And I was like, Well, I. Actually I have a crush on this guy. So I was like, well, I'll take my own advice. So I was like, actually, if I could go on a date with someone, like you're who I would want to go on a date with. Then at that moment, my landlady came out and interrupted <laughs> us. Classic. <Yeah. laughs> and like needed my help inside. So I like went inside and took a break from the conversation. So
0: ruminate on that yeah. for a bit. <laughs> and then
1: I come out and he's helping su- he's helping one of my friends with her homework. And I'm like, ah, oh, what are we gonna do? And then my landlady was like, oh, uh, you play the piano, come in and play the piano for us. And this guy then played the piano for us for like 20 minutes. And then my landlady told us the whole history of her house. It had been like an hour and a half. And he's like, well, I should probably go home and go to bed now. I was like, let me walk you outside. And so we get to the front porch. And he's like, so you were saying something? And I, <laughs> you're like, you remember that? And I was like, yeah, I guess I like you, and uh, and I didn't say it very. Very articulately. And he was like, Well, I like you too. I think you're really great. And I was like, Oh, that's good to know. And he's like, And I really want to kiss you. And I was like, We cannot do that. <laughs> like, I was a BYU student. I was like, That's definitely not okay. So we did not kiss. And then we hung out a lot for like a week and a half. And then he got to know me better and stopped liking me. <laughs> uh- <laughs> That is so tra-
2: – that's such a fun story with a tragic ending. Yeah.
0: Enter Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: but he did not know you then. He met you like a year later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I – usually I'm pretty good at not liking someone. Like I I rarely have crushes on people. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a very intentional person. So like I'll have these like little baby crushes like you said, Zach, but like just fun things but not like actual interest in someone. Like that's pretty rare for me um and uh but this like crush did not go away I just like really really liked him and this was a, n- a fairly new experience for me. And it was really hard actually mm-hmm. and I had to tell myself a number of times like I would tell myself like Ben you are so stupid like he doesn't like you why are you being such an idiot and why are you liking him Aww. and then I would tell myself like no it's okay like these are my feelings and it's okay to have these feelings I don't need to turn them off and I just had to like be mindful about that and sometimes I would like text him to hang out and he would be busy or wasn't interested and that would like really hurt and so before then like before I would text him, I would like run through in my head like what I would tell my clients like well prepare yourself for the reactions so, like okay well how will I feel if you won't want to hang out with me like you know that'll be sad but I'll be fine and. I'll move on and so I text him and he'd like I don't want to hang out with you well it wasn't like that like (laughs) like, we were legit good friends (laughs) and then I would have already worked through those feelings so it it was okay and I remember one time I was just like really sad that he didn't like me and I remember like driving away from this like time we had hung out like realizing that feeling sad about it I was like what does this say about me that he doesn't like me and I immediately thought absolutely nothing like it says nothing about me
2: i'm so impressed that that was your thought because (laughs) i don't have that second thought i go well it means all of these things
1: (laughs) i have too much self-confidence too
0: too many years of therapy training thank you i think that's healthy though because before i came out it it was almost like you hate yourself so much you kind of just like want to have a crush on anything that will like you right and then if they don't you're like wow i really am nothing And I think that's just like a dangerous trap to get into. Like sometimes you're just not compatible with someone and someone doesn't like you back and that's fine. It doesn't, it's not a reflection of who you are or what you look like or how you act or if you're funny or smart or whatever. A lot of times it's just like not compatible,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. Zach, what, what do you do when you like someone who is gay and might not like you back?
2: So that's a really interesting caveat that you put there, because I don't know if you guys have ever talked about on here, have falling in love with straight men, but I think that's an experience that a lot of gay people go through. I And I should emphasize, I'm sure the same thing happens to women. I'm just not a woman, so I don't know. Uh, falling for straight people who are your best friends. Um, I've had that happen several times. It's um, really painful. I mean, it's painful in all the same ways of when someone is of your same sexual orientation and doesn't like you back, but you just feel so dumb for having pursued it at all because you're like, I knew they were straight. Why did this, why did I even think this would happen?
1: Well, I I think, I think that's one of the sad things that we like put this on ourselves. Like I am so dumb for liking someone when it's when most humans have romantic feelings and and that's just something that's going to naturally happen. And, and, it's, and I think it's too bad that we spend too much time beating ourselves up for liking someone when that's just a natural part of being you or, or being me. Right.
0: So, so this person that I like came out with my first crush, right, to my cousin, I didn't know if he was straight or gay. Because he didn't really date girls. But like he would talk about girls. But then he was really, really similar to me. And, uh, we were really good friends and, and over like the course of like two years, we got really, really close and we had a lot of the same interests and he actually helped me a lot as I was dealing with depression and the anxiety of coming out. And I like shared things with him and we would talk things through, he was helping me. And so like, I I loved him and I do love him. Like, like we just became really, really, really close and I didn't know if he was gay or straight and I was too scared to ask. So what I started doing instead is just looking for evidence that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And so I started like, <laughs> like hyper analyzing everything he did and, and, and just like started convincing myself that he was gay. And I did this for a while and was just kind of like waiting for him to come out and then we'll both graduate from BYU and then we will get married and then it will be perfect. Me projecting a lot and also like me dealing with these feelings of like feeling safe around him and feeling like I could be myself around him and feeling like he wouldn't judge me if I crossed my legs and feeling like, like all of these things that I never thought I'd be able to do around someone because I was worried about being made fun of for being gay. I was, I was completely myself around him and it made me like him more and also think he was gay more. I ended up moving. Um, I graduated, moved to New York, still didn't say anything. A couple months later we were together and, I had been hiding a lot from him. Like my entire New York life, I didn't say anything to him about because I was just embarrassed. I don't know. I just I didn't know what to do with him because it's still he still hadn't come out yet, you know, and I was just waiting for it. And so I was just like distancing myself. Um so we ended up talking and he was like, dude, why are you being so distant? <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh. And I was <laughs> like, And then here I am, I'm like, it's been three years. I'm just going to bite the bullet and tell him.
2: That is such a long time that you held on to that.
0: Yeah, it was a long time. And I was like, okay. And it took me forever to tell him. It was very awkward. But I like sputtered out. <laughs> I was like, "Uh, I think you're gay and I'm in love with you. <laughs> Essentially was my message. Is
1: that what you said? I'm in love with you? Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah,
0: because I was like, I I, I love him. And we sat there in silence for like 25 minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like
1: I bet it was actually like 2 minutes.
0: No, it was a long time. We're both very dramatic people. That seems so dramatic. Now, and, I, that and I was have like killed you. And like we were sitting on the, like the edge of a lake, kind of over this cliff thing, and I was like he's either going to kiss me or I'm going to have to jump into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my like this is one or the other cuz cuz like this is like <laughs> like you said 3 years so much history and just so much of me. And he explained to me, he was like, Charlie, I'm straight. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, how can you be straight? And he's like, why did you think I was gay? And then, so I'm kind of like having all this, oh, like, crap. <laughs> I, like, I just put <laughs> my heart out on the line. <laughs> like dashed to pieces. And I was like, boy, I've been wrong for the past three years. <laughs> and I kind of realized that a lot of this was me projecting, like either me wanting him to be gay. And a lot of it was me thinking that, he was the only person that would ever accept me, yes. you know, cause he was the first per- He was the first guy who did. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, dude, I've just been like really cautious about talking about girls around you because I didn't want to make you feel left out. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're so nice. That is so kind, <laughs> And you're so dumb. <laughs> um, but here's the deal. Uh, moral of the story is I told the truth. I like, this was a, th- a thing that was like huge in my mind and weighed on me for like three years. Mm-hmm. And I finally was honest and just, like, straight up told him what was happening. And then he was straight up straight. And then, <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it was the most amazing thing. Because we, we really were, like, wonderful friends and really loved each other. And when this happened, it was cool because... I don't know if anyone's actually going to believe this, but I promise that I'm telling the truth. He went from, like, crush lover to, like, my brother... And like, it happened immediately. Now that I had this piece of information that I was missing, that he was straight, it kind of like put all of like the love I had for him in the right spot. And I think that's why I'd been so crazy before, because I didn't have the right spot. I didn't have the right category for all of these feelings that he had for me and I had for him, plus me coming out. And it was just confusing. Mm -hmm. But as soon as he said this, and like, I was finally honest, I knew where to put him. And I was like, I'm actually not in love with you. I just love you a lot. And you just love me a lot. And we're just, like, brothers. We're just Mm -hmm. amazing, incredible friends. And I'm so grateful for you. And since that moment, like, I haven't had any, like, weird attraction or, like, any crush on him at all. It's just, like, being with my brother.
1: I think that's so beautiful, Charlie. You had this, this, like, deep love for a person. And you were able to put it in the right place.
0: Yeah. I think
2: that happens a lot. I've only, I've actually had very few male friends. I grew up with exclusively female friends. And, um... So when I came to BYU and I had a couple straight male friends, I confused their friendship because they were guys who were being nice to me and that had never happened before. And I was like, "They, I'm in love with them. Like, they have a crush on me. But it turns out, like, men can actually just be friends with one another.
0: Yeah. And, and like, that's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, I, I my whole life I was so worried about having strong like male relationships because I was so worried about having a crush and like I kind of like did it to myself because I didn't realize that you really can just be really good friends with someone and that's okay, mm-hmm. and I think that goes for straight people and also other gay people. Like I, I have gay friends that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. They're attractive. They're fun. They're cool. We have fun together. You're talking about me? Yes, Ben. You're cool. <laughs> um, but like, What about attractive and fun? <laughs> you're attractive and fun. Thank Don't you. push you're, it. You're <laughs> Thank you, Zach. You're all the things. But, I mean, just because you're both gay doesn't mean you have to like each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's nothing there. And that's fine. And it's just normal.
1: Well, I remember you telling me once when we were, like, driving somewhere. You're like, Ben, I'm glad we could just be friends and not like each other.
0: It's, it's refreshing. It's nice. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And I think that it goes back to the way people reduce uh, sexuality to being exclusively about sex and it's not. And sometimes, you know, sexuality, like sex has nothing to do with it. Like your friendship between you two, you're not attracted to one another. The fact that you're gay bonds you in other ways, you've shared experiences,
0: but there's no tension of any kind. My orientation affects my relationships with everyone, I think, and especially men. And so it just, it took me a while to figure out what that looked like for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And now I know.
1: This question was submitted a number of times in our email. Um, and some of the situations where this was submitted, people would say, like, I have a crush on my roommate who likes me back.
2: <gasps> I guess
1: because I love drama. <laughs>
0: that's the team.
1: <laughs> and, and they wanted to know what to do.
0: So that's never happened to me, but I could give advice if you want to take it or not. I, I think you should not date your roommate. Uh, agreed. Like, if you're living with someone probably not date them especially if this is like your first crust or your first time dating do, do it you... just
2: takes your relationship immediately to this extremely high level right away you i mean living together no matter what your religious background is a huge step to take that you take once your relationship has progressed and you can it, spend a lot of time together and suddenly you're living with someone you've only gone on two dates with that's really scary
1: yeah I mean, I don't want to tell anyone, like, what to think or what to do. So I don't know what would be right in each situation. But I, I agree with you guys. I think it would be a very tricky situation to navigate. I actually had someone come into my office to tell me about this not, not too long ago, uh, that they were really liking their roommate, and the roommate was liking the back. And, and he was like, what should I do? So I didn't tell him what to do. Uh, we just kind of talked through the situation, and he explained what was going on. And, and as we talked, he was like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to be to be romantically involved with someone that I live with right now. And I said, great. I didn't have to tell you what to do. You just came to that conclusion on your own as we, as we talked about it. And I often tell, like, especially BYU students, you know, I always say, I often say, like, I don't care what you believe and I don't care what you do, but they need to be the same thing. Like, our, our actions need to be in line with our values. And, you know, for people who are at BYU, I say, you know, part of your values right now are living these values of the university that that, that you agreed to. And I, I always give that recommendation that, you know, if you, like, live the values that you've agreed to live.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, like, you can change the way you live or you can change your values, but they should be congruent. Well, it, when they're congruent, that... It, like that's where self-actualization and happiness yeah. comes
1: into play. Because if, if the way we think and believe and act are all the same, like that's integrity. And that's, that's the way to have a happy, healthy, thriving life.
2: And I think the only time that you should consider if your living situation isn't uh, something tenable that you can continue to do, if your feelings are creating an unsafe environment for you, just even if it's affecting the way you live, whether your roommate likes you back or not, or whoever it may be, if you're feeling completely overwhelmed they consume all your thoughts you're constantly thinking what are they doing where are they going why aren't they texting me back why aren't they hanging out with me then that sounds like it's an unhealthy situation moving sounds like this big scary thing but if you're a college student especially in provo moving's actually super easy i've moved in two days before people are constantly selling their contracts buying other ones like and then to get yourself in a new situation and get rid of those factors that were there or have them really changed will just be so refreshing and be a weight off your shoulders.
1: Yeah, Zach, I think that's really important. Like just being really mindful about the way that this relationship is affecting you, how you're thinking about it, how you're responding to it, and then responding in an appropriate way. Just like being honest with ourselves. And like you said, Charlie, being honest. Like I don't know if you've noticed, but I love talking about my feelings. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's really healthy to be honest about what we're feeling and what's going on.
0: The theme I keep seeing in all of our stories is that we talked about it. Ooh. I think if you have a crush, you should talk about it. A, that kind of defeats the shame that usually comes from a religious background if you're LGBTQ and have a crush. Mm -hmm. But also, it helps you think things through and get advice from other people.
2: Oh, that's a great point. I don't think we've, maybe we have touched on in some ways, but, you know, using one of your good friends as a sounding board. Getting out of your own head, you're right, to get the shame off of you. And feel like, oh, you know what? I'm not crazy because my friend just told
1: me that these feelings are normal.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you can figure out what to do with them and where to put them and how you'd like to proceed
1: with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So this guy I mentioned who I had a crush on not too long ago. I really liked him in a romantic way. I spent a lot of time studying what charity was. Like learning how to love him in a Christ-like way. And I feel like romantic love is a really beautiful kind of love, but I don't think it's the highest form of love. And I think if we can look at people with the kind of love that that has us want the best for them. And this is a very different story, but the last woman I dated, I was sure we were going to get married. Absolutely sure that we were going to get married. And she went on a mission and came back and married someone else, and that was all fine. But that was also, like, surprisingly painful for me, too. Not that I – like, the love I felt for her was different than the love I had for any, any guy – Uh, But I really thought we were going to get married. I remember watching this fireside that Elder Bednar gave, and I just had like this distinct feeling if you love her, you'll want the best for her. And I realized I wasn't the best thing for her. Uh, This was actually before she got married. Then when she got married, like on the day she got married, I didn't go to the wedding. I don't think I was actually invited. Um, But I was just like so happy. Like I was so thrilled for her because I knew that that was the best thing for her. You know, like crushes are fun and they can be kind of angsty, but I think what we're all looking for is like, real true love and connection and when you actually love someone you want the very best thing for them even though i knew that like i'd had this experience with with this woman like years before and then with with this guy like i I remember telling myself that like i want to love him in a christ-like way like i want i want to have what's best for him and sometimes it was still hard but then other times i would have these like really strong moments where i would just like feel deep love for him in like a way that wasn't angsty it was just like An important person in my life that's going to be in my life for a long time. And it's not might not look the way that I would want it to, but real profound love.
0: If you're freaking out because you don't know what to do with a crush, that's how a lot of people were when they were like 13 or 14. And here a lot of us are like 23, 24 dealing with this.
1: I'm 36. I have a crush. What do I do with it? Exactly. (laughs) Pay your mortgage. That's what you do with it.
0: (laughs) But as you like seek to be honest and also seek spiritual guidance and the advice of friends and people who really care about you and want what's best for you you'll figure out to do with your crush whether they're straight or they're gay or they like you or they don't or they're your roommate or they're not it it works out it really does Mm
2: -hmm. sometimes you get like flashbacks it'll be a even with straight guys that i've fallen for like a year later when i don't think about them hardly ever i'll find myself like oh remember when this happened that was so nice it's like where did this come from
0: <laughs>
1: i buried those feelings
0: you like snap back to reality
1: I, I think it's like there's like this spot in my heart for like a guy to like and then when there's someone else it's like the other person kind of gets shoved out
0: do you have a crush on anyone right now oh yeah
1: i don't think so
0: do i yeah i kind of do yeah i do zach uh yeah i i do
1: <laughs> Look we <at> know <laughs> but just like i mean like me looking forward to my life i mean it's weird to be in the space i'm in where i'm like committed to living church teachings and i'm also like in my mid to soon to be late 30s if you like take a sample size of like all the people who i would like who would like me back who would also be age appropriate and have similar goals to me there's like maybe two people (laughs) so i don't know i I think i'll probably just have those like little fun crushes that that zach was talking about and not have like a real crush for a while zach it was such a pleasure to have you on thank you i'm truly honored that i could be on this podcast
0: it's my favorite podcast
1: (laughs) it's actually not mine
2: (laughs)
0: It's not mine either, (laughs) but if you want to give it a five-star rating, now is the time.
1: (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We're not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or what to do.
0: You heard three perspectives, and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until next time.